Congratulations! Your gift of a new day is here. Ready to live it big? You're listening to the Big Life Devotional Podcast. Now, here's Pamela to get you fired up for all God has available for you today. Well, good morning, beautiful. Welcome to a brand new day of life. Happy Wednesday, my friends. Can we just agree it's a really great day to get to wake up and be alive, like regardless of circumstances, regardless of details, we are blessed to get to be alive today. God gave us another opportunity. Here we are waking up to today, and we're not going to waste this. We're going to take the opportunity of life, and we're going to live We're going to live well. We're going to live big. We're going to live intentionally. And I'm here today to help you get your day started right. The title of today's episode of the Big Life Devotional Podcast is Breaking the Rules. Now, I feel like today's episode should come with a bit of a disclosure because God is prompting me to talk about things that could potentially bring conflict um, or hate mail. (laughs) Please don't send me hate mail. I love you. Let's just love each other. (laughs) Um, So I just want to first say, before we get into today's devotional, um, this episode is going to bring such freedom for so many people. Aha moments and security that they have never felt before, um, a welcoming that they've never felt before. But for all others, this might step on a few toes. And I just want you to know that whatever your religion is, like I, I'm not coming at that. I'm not trying to fight you. Uh, I am just wanting to share what God prompted me to share today. So I just want you to know that I love you. And here we go. This is breaking the rules. Have you been hurt by church? Me too. Is it a reason to pull away from God? It could be, but it shouldn't be. You know what church is? Church is a gathering of totally imperfect people who claim to know they need Jesus. They're not always going to get it right. They're not always going to teach it right. And maybe they didn't treat you right. I grew up not knowing Jesus because as a little girl, the country church where my family went didn't quite do things right. And my parents were hurt, so they stopped going And when they stopped going, my access to the Bible was cut off. And from the time I was five to the time that I was 15, I heard nothing of God. Church isn't always going to be right. One denomination says it has to be this way, while another denomination says that it has to be their way. We create division and differences, and we make our own rules on the path to Jesus. And people are hurt in the process. Families walk away, and little girls grow up not knowing about God. So what if instead of getting our doctrine from a gathering of imperfect people who just need Jesus 
or a person who has been hurt by people who need Jesus or the Google or any other source of any kind, what if instead we look directly at God's word for truth today? What does it take to be saved? What is required to gain salvation? What can we do to access the eternity in heaven with God? What are the steps? What is the right way? How can we be sure? And have you screwed up so much for so long, you're now out. You're on the outside and you can't get back in. We find our answer at the cross. And it's so simple, so pure, and so powerful. For some reason, we've spent lifetimes twisting and contorting simple truths into rituals and rules and guidelines, which Jesus came to eliminate. Before Jesus, the way to God was complicated. There were rituals and there were rules and there were people who could talk to God and people who could not talk to God. There were certain clothes that had to be worn and sacrifices that had to be made, words that had to be spoken. And within the temple, there was this thick curtain that kept ordinary people out of the holy space where God's spirit dwelt. Only the high priest could access this space of God's spirit, and only once per year. A blood sacrifice was required for that yearly entry. So many ceremonial rules and regulations. Back then, following God was scary. If you did it wrong, you would be struck dead. So, of course, we're confused on how we could ever be made worthy of access to God. Of course, we're uncertain of our right approach to God with our brokenness. Of course, we question if we could ever be good enough to be guaranteed God's spirit to guide us and God's forgiveness to cover us for eternity. But Jesus made everything so simple. We don't have to complicate this. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, in his final breath, something happened. And we often read the story and we miss the life-altering change that happened in that moment. Do you know what it is? Today, we're not going to miss it. We're going to see it. We're going to understand it. And we're going to receive it. Luke 23. Jesus is hanging on the cross between two criminals. And verses 44 through 46 says, By this time it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone. And suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. And then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. 
tucked in between the miracle of the sky going completely dark at three o'clock in the afternoon and Jesus breathing his last breath is the sentence that changes everything. Suddenly, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. This was the curtain that separated us from God. The curtain that only the high priest was allowed to go behind once a year to gain access to God. This curtain is what kept us out. The curtain was rules and rituals. The curtain was separation and division. And that curtain was torn right down the middle while Jesus was giving his life on the cross. The fact that this curtain was torn was a miracle in itself. Scripture is very specific that this was a massive curtain that could not be torn. It was 60 feet long. You have some long curtains in your house. You got those, you got those like 12 foot long curtains. You got the real long curtains. This curtain was 60 feet long and it was 30 feet wide, but even more than that, it says the thickness was of the palm of a hand. The palm of a hand is about four inches. Have you ever seen a curtain that is four inches thick? This curtain was so heavy, it took 300 priests to move it, to even be able to move it open. And miraculously, when the sky went dark and Jesus breathed his final breath, that curtain was torn right down the middle. The curtain in the temple, the curtain that separated us from God. What happened here? Access was granted access for you and I. Rituals and rules were torn down and the way was made for us as messed up and as unholy as we are to approach God. Everything changed when the curtain was torn. The rules were all broken. They were demolished, lifted, removed. The rituals were gone. Jesus changed it all on the other side of the cross where we are now. What do you have to do to receive God's forgiveness and salvation and be guaranteed an eternity in heaven with him? What do you have to do? Because we're now on the other side of the cross. The curtain has been torn. What do you have to do? Well, Jesus actually showed us real clear on the cross. He showed us while he hung there suffering and he had a conversation with the two criminals who were being crucified with him. Let's take a look at it. Luke 23, verses 39 through 43 says, one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself. He's basically saying, show me. Okay, show me that you're God. Save yourself, save us too while you're at it. That did him no good, by the way. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? 
We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What's he saying? He's saying, Jesus, I know who you are. I believe you are who you say you are. Remember me. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. This criminal, he hadn't gone to any classes. He hadn't joined a church. He hadn't gone back and corrected any of his wrongs. He hadn't cleaned himself up and fixed his life. He hadn't memorized any scriptures. He hadn't prayed on his knees for 30 consecutive days. Doesn't say that he stopped drinking or he stopped cussing. It doesn't say that he was sorry for the crimes that had brought him to his death. Didn't say any of that. He had done absolutely nothing other than believe in Jesus. It was his belief and his belief alone that qualified him to be in paradise with Jesus that very day after he died. The enemy wants to confuse us and divide us. He wants to keep us feeling like what we can do will never be good enough to qualify us for forgiveness and salvation. And he's right. Nothing we could ever do would be good enough outside of our faith. What the enemy of your soul doesn't want you to know is the curtain has been torn. You are not separated from God by any rule or ritual. You have full access because of Jesus. And just like the criminal who had a lifetime of wrongdoing was guaranteed eternity in paradise with Jesus because of his faith, so are you and I. We are guaranteed because of our faith. That's it, sis. Your faith not your perfect faith, not your complete understanding, not the scriptures you can quote or the rules you follow. It is simply believing in Jesus. And after that, well, Jesus has a way of working in our lives to change how we think and how we live. And that happens naturally as a result of God's spirit dwelling within us through that split curtain. But that's not the most important thing. Your track record as a Christian isn't anything God is counting on. He's not counting up your failures and ready to cancel your admission to paradise. Your faith in Jesus covers you completely. Being covered changes you. Yeah, you you change. <laughs> you do. But that's just the icing on the cake, baby. That's gravy. What matters most is the fact that just like the criminal hanging on the cross, all we need is to believe in Jesus. Do you believe? Have you told him you believe in him? And you have full access, and he accepts you exactly as you are, and then he can work in your life.
all that is required here is for you to believe in him. That is it. So we're going to do something a little different today. I mean, I, I realize we have listeners around the world. Um, we have people that have grown up in church and they know all the rules. And then we have people who don't even have access to a Bible. Uh, I mean, it's just all around the world, just different people from different backgrounds and just roadblocks that the enemy has put in the way to confuse us and complicate what Jesus made so simple. So for the benefit of those listening that maybe have just never had the opportunity to really say, hey, Jesus, I I just believe in you. <laughs> Let's do that together right now. And if you already believe in Jesus, I mean, yay, girl, I'll see you in paradise one day. Um, but be praying right now for those who are listening that have never put their faith in Jesus before, but they're going to today. Be praying right now. Join me. Well, good morning, Papa God. Oh, thank you so much for today. Thank you for what you are doing. God, we just simply want to say, we believe you. We believe in your son, Jesus. We don't know it all, and we don't understand it all. But we choose to believe that Jesus is your son, that he came, that he died on that cross for me, for me individually, for us. And we believe that today. And we receive that today. And I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your mercy and your grace. I thank you that the blood of Jesus makes us right, makes us worthy, makes us holy. And I thank you that we are promised entry into an eternal paradise with you simply because we believe. And God, I know that once we place our faith and our belief in you, then you can go to work in our lives. And so <laughs> do your work. <laughs> have your will. Thank you so much for the lives that have just decided that they are just going to believe in you. We're starting right there. And then God, do what only you can do from there. I thank you for what you're doing. I pray for every family listening today. Move and work, provide and protect as only you can. It is in the name of Jesus that we believe. Amen. <laughs> oh gosh, it is such an honor um, just to be a voice of um, simple truth today. Just simple. We're not going to complicate it. We're not going to make it fussy. We don't have to add rules and regulations to what Jesus came to break all the rules and make so simple. Hey, if you've placed your faith in Jesus, oh, my sister or my brother, I know there's some guys that listen. I am absolutely celebrating and rejoicing with you reach out, like tell me, find me on social media. Gosh, I would just love to hear about it. Everybody have a beautiful day of life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll meet you again tomorrow. I love you wildly. Goodbye, everybody. You were created for a big life. We'll help you do it. 
Join us each weekday for a new Big Life devotional podcast. If you're ready to dive into the Big Life way of living, visit our website at biglifehq.com.